Instant Bible Cast. Welcome to another edition of the Instant Bible Cast, May 8th, 2020. If you haven't yet, please subscribe in, uh, in our channels. Um, if you're on iTunes, please subscribe. If you're on Twitter, please follow us. And if you're on Facebook, please, uh, please like us at the Instant Bible app. Today's uh, verse of the day is, Be wise in the way you act toward outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation be always full of grace. Season with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. Colossians 4, 5 through 6. And joining us today... It's Eric Ryan Olson. He's our frequent guest on this podcast. Welcome back to the Instant Bible Cast, Eric Olson. Thank you, brother Santiago. It's good to be back. And hi, everyone. God bless. Happy Friday, May 8th, 2020. Eric, give us a quick update. What have you been up to these past couple weeks uh, before we head into our devotion? Yeah, well, obviously, we're still, you know, locked down because of the coronavirus and you know i think things are slowly transitioning but it still seems like more or less at least out here in the boise idaho area um it feels it still feels like everything is on lockdown even though I think the you know state government has is phasing reopening but um from my standpoint and my family's standpoint it still feels like lockdown so in these uh, several weeks, uh, basically have just been, you know, with my power. And I think the best way for me to, anyone, to make the most of any situation, whether you're in lockdown in your house, whether you're stuck somewhere, whatever it is, is we can always seek the Lord in our heart and our mind. We can focus on Him. It's, that's why I'm a big advocate for memorizing Scripture, because if you don't have a Bible handy, then you can always you know, look to the scripture that you've sown to the part that you have put in your heart. And so I've just been seeking the Lord with a fresh intensity, and I've been finding the Lord, you know, seeking you'll find. And and I believe the Lord has been giving me a lot of exciting ideas. Um, I've been collaborating with my wife on some things. We've worked some things out that we didn't even realize we had to work out. <laughs> but, you know, just little things that when you're, when, you know, when you're around, obviously stuck together with, you know, I'm blessed to be married and with an awesome believing wife. And, you know, in this lockdown, we've been around each other more than normal. And so if there is any areas, unresolved areas, you know, the Lord has allowed us to, those things to be, uh, you know, I guess friction. But then if we humble ourselves and bring them to the Lord, he smooths them out. So those are some of the things that, um, I've been doing the last weeks, and, and I've, I'm grateful to God for, for everything that he's been doing in the last several weeks. I was watching a TikTok, uh, an a, a account from TikTok, and this guy was from Idaho. And then I didn't realize that Idaho um, is a big part of the food supply chain. Um, like, how often do you see, I mean, I, I mean obviously, you're, uh, you're in Boise, but... Do you notice that around? Is that something that's pretty uh, big in Idaho? Yeah, a lot of agriculture. Of course, nationwide, Idaho is known for its famous potato, right? You know, they have 
Yeah, and they grow, I mean, there's thousands and thousands of acres of, you know, potato crops and, I mean, probably hundreds of thousands in the whole state. So, you know, it's a bigger state, and um, but it's not a huge population. So it's a bigger state in terms of square mileage, but the population is, you know, pretty small. There's yeah, more potatoes so, than people. Oh, by far. <laughs> <laughs> Way more potatoes than people. So I don't know the state. It's it's growing. It's a really beautiful state, and it's it's I you know it's nice out here. The people are very nice. The culture is nice, and so I think it's maybe right now. If you Google it, it's maybe 1.5 million population, but it's probably closer to two million. But you know that's tiny. Like you know compared to there's of course there's a lot of cities that are bigger than that whole population of Idaho. So but. They have agriculture is big out here. Not it's not just potatoes. They grow all sorts of you know different crops, all sorts of different vegetables, fruits. I mean the cherry cherry orchards out here are big. Um, blueberries, mint. Um, I mean you name it. I guess because it, it's interesting. Idaho is in the Pacific Northwest, but Southern Idaho is actually high desert, and so you don't we don't get a lot of precipitation, but we have like the Snake River and other rivers. So irrigation you know the the water from the um from the rivers is what really helps grow the crops in southern idaho now northern idaho you get you know more rain but yeah it's a beautiful state and they're they do they're really big on the food production and the 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 china the, the chain of supply or the supply chain rather. yeah yeah um, and and food. you know and like this guy was saying that things are are kind of backed up because yeah they you know they're delivering to uh, grocery stores, but they're not delivering to restaurants. So that backs up a lot. And I didn't realize restaurants are a big part uh, when they purchase these uh, crops. Big time. And you know they have those orders a lot of times. You know, or those contracts years in advance. You know, and so probably I would suspect that the the the, the restaurant industry has been hit the hardest, you know, or probably at least as hard as any other industry. I mean, hospitality industries in general, I mean, the theater, you know, the uh, movie cinemas have been hit hard. They've had to be closed. But, yeah, restaurants have been totally shut down. And then, obviously, there's the ripple effect. You know, they, they're backed up because they have all this extra food. And so what's good, though, the food banks, like the church I go to, Boise, um, you know, since this happened, all the food they've been been having more enough the donations from these these suppliers have been seeing all the local food banks, which is a good thing. But you know, I'm hoping that sooner than later that the restaurants will fully be open because I mean they were officially by the state ordered and this you know city ordered to be closed down. It was illegal for them to be open. So I think maybe like the next phase they're going to be reopened, but. But my but my concern is even if they do reopen, most of, a lot of the citizens are still sketchy. You know, not, not I wouldn't say all. There's a percentage. I'd say probably the majority, probably 60 percent of the people are going to be hesitant to go out right away to restaurants. They'll probably wait for a month or so or until everything you know really calms down. But then there's Idaho's a very independent state. Like like a lot of people like to you know you know feel the self personal responsibility. So, and, and a lot of people feel have, there's very mixed opinions about the whole coronavirus. And I have people I know that are on total polar 
um, extremes about how they view it. Some people totally think, you know, the lockdown needs to continue. Um, and then there's other people that think it never should have happened in the first place. So, um, yeah, and I guess I'm I'm not, yeah, I won't get into, this is the Insta Bible cast, so I'm not trying to get into political stuff. This is but not the political cast. I, I'm all, not a political cast, but I would say um, my values and my uh, politically and worldview-wise for society is, you know, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And so that's why we have the Constitution. The First and Second Amendment are so important. And whenever a government starts to infringe upon that, I'm, I'm not in support of it. So I'll leave it at that. <laughs> I totally understand. Let's get into prayer, and Eric will take this ship with, a, with, a, with his devotion. Lord Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for today, Lord. We invite your presence, Lord. Speak through us. Speak through Eric, Lord. Uh, be an instrument. And we pray out there that, that a person that will have, uh, will have ears to hear, Lord, hear your message. Because this is not from Eric. This is from you, Lord, and from you alone. We thank you, Lord Jesus. And we thank you, Lord, what you're going to do and, and what are you going to say. In Jesus' name, amen. Jesus, amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your anointing, Lord. Oh, um, I'm just encouraged, and um, I encourage you to, to get on the ship and and flow with me here on this, this devotional here. And this is very timely, um, sharing with my heart. And my wife came to me yesterday um, afternoon, mid-afternoon, maybe around 4 o'clock or so, and she shared with me, I don't know if you've heard the breaking news, but it's all over the news. Um, it came out maybe a day, maybe two days ago, but I didn't hear about it until my wife, who, if you don't know, my wife happens to be African-American and she's from Georgia. And she's from a small town in Georgia. And she also happens to be in a, a runner. She enjoys to jog. And she came to me with the news of this, this young 25-year-old African-American black man who was shot while jogging small town in southeastern Georgia, Georgia, close to the border with, um, you know, with northeastern Florida. And so it's all over the news right now. His name was Ahmed Aubrey. And and uh, it came, I guess, the, the details, I'll try to make this quick here and then get into the scripture, what's on my heart with related to this and what relates to us all, how we can learn a lesson. Um, first of all, I believe God grieves, you know, about these things. But you know, you always want to get what's the truth of the situation. Every situation is unique. But a video came out. And so the, you know, his death actually happened in February, but there was a video that was um, leaked, I guess. And now it's been published over all the media. And he was just jogging. He was an avid jogger. And there were... Uh, I, I just want to state the facts of the case. I'm, my allegiance is to the Lord and to the Holy Spirit, and this Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. So I'm, I'm not tribalistic about, I, I just, you know, want to be objective. And when I saw that video, and, and uh, I really believe it, it was an injustice. This, this um, A man and his son, and the, the man, they thought they, they, they were quick to judge him. He was jogging in their neighborhood, and and they called 911, and they thought that he might be um, somebody who had, had, who had robbed someplace, or they saw him looking into a house that was under construction. And they got in their truck. The, you can read all these details. Um, and they got in the truck, and they took 
a shotgun and a pistol and they cut this, this jogger off, right? They, they drove maybe 50 feet from it. And the video captures this young man uh, jogging casually up to them. And then next thing you know, the, the, um, there's a tussle and the, the, the younger, the son uh, shoots him. And he was shot three times and he dies. And I be, what I wanted to focus on, the, the verse in, in James, that, that's what's on my heart. So I want to be, uh, you know, authentic. Um, the, this all could have been avoided. They, they were afraid and they took, they took justice into their own hands. They thought, and I believe this young man, from all the evidence, he was completely innocent, you know, and they, it, this could have been avoided. He was jogging and you can see it. He wasn't running away from anybody. He was just jogging to run and they confronted him unnecessarily and and then they shot him and i think it's a it's it is really outrageous and and my my wife obviously she felt a very a sense of grief and a sense of you know this could have been my cousin you know type of thing and and i also think like what if you know take take race out of the picture what if it was your cousin what if it was your brother or your friend that was a jogger you know that, that i really think there's no justification for what these men did and i don't know what the law you know i don't think it wasn't premeditated because they called 911 but i think their foolishness their their rush to judgment and their insensitivity led them to be vigilantes and then they took matters into their own hand and then a man died and they i really think according to law i think they both should serve some time in prison perhaps uh, perhaps a long time. I'm not sure if, as more details come out. But this is the verse in relation to that. And we can all learn from, we can all avoid, that was a huge mistake, a life-ending and life-changing mistake for these people involved in their families. And the young man, we should pray for his family. The young man is Ahmed Aubrey and his family's grieving. And, and you know, I, some people might not like this. We, we can play, pray for the culprits too. And, and, you know, I pray for justice, but, you know, pray God prefers to have mercy. And so I, I do call for justice. Another verse that, in what I heard about this when I was talking with April, because there's a sense of anger, um, but is waiting on the Lord. Again, be slow. So when people see this, a lot of people are quick to judge about this case. And I encourage people, hey, be slow to judgment, right? So let me read the verse in, in, in James. This is the, the letter to James in the New Testament. It's chapter 1, verse 19 and 20. And this happens to be in the, the NSAB, the New American Standard uh, Bible. So this is what it says. This you know, my beloved brethren, but everyone must be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. For the anger of man does not achieve the righteousness of God. Now, I, I might read it again in another translation, but that's how that translation reads it. And so this father and son, they, they, were, they were, instead of being, see this, this, this Bible verse here, God is exhorting us to be quick to hear, quick to, in other translations say quick to listen, right? So be quick to listen to other people. They called 9 be quick to listen to God. Be quick to listen when, you know, the, the, uh, the, uh, the 911 call didn't advise them to go and cut this young man off. 
but they took matters into their own hands. So instead of being slow to speak and slow to anger, they were quick to speak, which which I associate. They were quick to prejudge. They were quick to judge the situation out of their own hands. And they were quick to have anger rather than being slow. So that's why the title of this devotional cast is Be Slow. And what I mean in regards to that is just this verse. Let's be slow to judge. A lot of times there's so many variables. Someone might be late, you know, to a call. Or they might, we don't know, maybe they're in a car wreck. So let's not judge their character by what happened. Maybe there's a very um, justifiable reason. While the, and so this young man was jogging. And, and maybe they instantly judged him. So, but how many times in our day when we interact with people, where, where we fail to, we're quick to judge. That's just kind of our culture, and there's an outrage culture. But the same thing applies to people who are hearing about this news. Instead of getting the full, letting it play out and praying for God's mercy, praying for God's justice, and that is what we should do. But it's before we can make a judgment, we need to be slow to judge. We need to be slow to anger about what's happening and, act, and pray for God's justice. And I just believe this incident, incident highlights a lot of things that are going on in America as a whole. There's so much division and, and tribalism, if you want to call it, you know, people against others. And we really need to see God, and, and God will bring, will bring things into the light. He will make things clear, and he will bring justice. And, and, and the Lord says, vengeance is mine. So the Lord tells us, don't take vengeance on other people, right? Don't. If someone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to them the other as well, right? Don't don't seek out a vendetta and don't don't slap them back. Return evil with good. That's easier said than done, but with the Lord's help, we can do it. And so the second, you know, verse there in James in this couplet here in verse 20, the anger of man does not achieve the righteousness of God. In the NIV, it says the anger of man does not bring about the righteousness of God. So we might be angry about something. There's a lot of things to be angry about, but that doesn't bring about the justice or the righteousness of God, our own personal anger, right? And so there's a verse in Romans 2.4. It's a great verse. It says, again, translations might translate it, translate it slightly different, but essentially off the top of my head here, that it is the loving kindness of God that draws us to repentance. So God rep- prefers... God prefers to have mercy on us, and when we repent and turn to him, he, he holds back his judgment, and he gives us his mercy that delights his heart. And that's Jesus took our judgment. He took everyone's judgment. But if we refuse his mercy, if we harden our heart, then at some point, all that's left is his judgment. And I believe it grieves the heart of God. He doesn't delight in the death of the wicked, as it says in Ezekiel. He doesn't delight in people perishing. He wants all men to be saved. He wants all men to repent and come to a knowledge of the truth and to walk in love and to walk with the Lord. And so think about your own life. Think about your family, your friends, or just maybe coworkers, people you interact with. Perhaps based on some, how someone acts or someone dresses or maybe someone posted something on Facebook and you were, you were to judge them. Right. Instead of slow, say what happened, you peg them. This is how this person is. It's possible you were wrong, 
it might be even likely you were wrong because you just you took one moment and pegged that person, judged that person. And what that when we judge consciously. Here's another great verse in, in the Gospel of John that's coming to my remembrance right now, it's surfacing in my spirit, is uh, Gospel of John, 7, 20, chapter 7, verse 24. Jesus says, do not judge by mere appearance, or do not judge by outward, don't judge by what you see, right, outwardly, but make a righteous judgment. So there's a contrast there. If we see something on the out, God sees the heart, right? Connect that verse really correlates with with First Samuel sixteen seven I believe it is when the prophet Samuel was choosing the next king of Israel, and God spoke to him and says, "Man looks on the outward appearance, but God sees the heart. God judges the heart. And so don't when you you're going to anoint this next king, do not look at his height or his stature, right? So he obviously he the Lord chose David, who was the youngest son of, De- of Jesse which Jesse didn't even bring into the house, if you read the whole story there. He brought his six oldest sons and didn't even bring Jesse because how could he be the, the next king of Israel? He was the youngest son, and he was the smallest. He was just a little boy at the time out in the fields watching sheep. But he had the heart that God wanted. He was the smallest, and he was the shortest, but he had the heart God wanted the king of Israel. He had, as the Bible says, David was a man after God's own heart. Well, you know what, God, I believe we can ask God, God, make me a man after your own heart. Or if you're a woman, make me a woman after your heart, Lord. Lord, just work your will into me. Let your will be done in my life, right? Not my, Have the heart of Jesus, like in the Garden of Gethsemane, where we cried out, Lord, not my will, but your will be done. And so these, this, this father and son, um, if they were sensitive to the Lord and sensitive to the Holy Spirit, they would not have done what they did. Um, and so it's, it's a tragedy. But I pray that we pray that for mercy, for justice, and we pray that good will come out of this. We pray that, that God will be glorified and that, that, the, that people will seek the Lord out of this. That's, that's, what, that's what I pray for. And going back to, to John seven twenty four. When Jesus says, do not judge by outward appearance or by mere appearances, but judge righteously. So he, he's calling us to make discernment. We, to have discernment, we do have to make choices. Every time you make a choice, you're making a judgment call. Am I choosing to make this commitment or am I not? Every time Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount says, let your yes be yes, let your, and let your no be no. Anything beyond this is from the evil one. So every time we say yes to something, we're making a judgment. I am saying yes. That's a judgment call, right? It's not the the judgment we're in John 7, you know, beginning of John, or not John, beginning of Matthew 7, where Jesus says, do not judge. He's talking about that's in the context of, of the position of a judge where you're condemning someone. But in terms of decisions, we have to make judgments, right? So it's important to make that distinction about the different meanings of judge, making it of judging. And so Jesus does call us, the Lord God calls us to judge things, not in con- condemning no one, but making judgment calls. Is this of God? Is this not of God? Is this something I should commit to? Is it not? Is this a bad relationship? Do I need to cut it off? And the real key to making righteous Jesus says judge righteously. The key to judging righteously 
is seeking the Lord because he's the righteous judge. How can we judge righteously apart from the, the righteous one? We can't. If we're only doing stuff in our own understanding or our, our emotions that are like waves upon the sea, hot and cold, we'll miss the mark every time. So the way to judge righteously is to not be quick to judge by outward appearance, but slow ourselves down, seek the Lord, ask God, and trust God. What is your perspective, Lord? Because God is spirit, and he, he, is, he transcends every nation, every tribe, every tongue. He's beyond every ethnicity and every race, right? He's, he's beyond gender, right? God is spirit. And so when we get God's heart, he helps us to see as he sees. And he's God of love. He's a God of mercy. And he's a God of truth. And so when we get the mind of Christ and the heart of God, and we can see by the eyes of the Spirit, then we'll be in a position to judge righteously. And the righteous judgment of God is not being quick to anger. It's being slow to anger. God himself is slow to anger. God himself, perhaps, is slow to speak. Right? He's very, his words are very intentional. He doesn't speak flippantly or, or just out of a spirit of gossip or anger. Right? So if you're hearing this and you're on one side of this issue, you know, or, you know, you're on, you're really stirred up in your emotions about this issue or other issues, my encouragement to you, and I'm going to wrap this up and conclude and pray but it's to seek God before you post something in a spirit of anger. That doesn't bring about the righteousness of God. Before you, you go off in it and, and, you know, a fit of rage, that, the Bible says, is the work of the flesh. That doesn't bring glory to God. So when we see this in a situation of injustice like this, what can bring about the glory of God? Well, let's lift up the name of Jesus. Let's not try to come down. All the facts haven't come out. It looks pretty clear to me based on the video. But let's see God and let's lift up the name of Jesus. Let's call for justice. But God is what, what justice is, is, is not a certain outcome that we want. It's the truth, right? It's the truth being unfolded and then the proper consequences under the law. It's not, a mo it's not the justice by mob, right? <laughs> The justice by mob is what sent Jesus, the righteous and, and holy one, who was sinless. It, mob justice sent Jesus to the cross, right? They called crucify him, right? The, the crowd, the mob, the crowd said crucify him. We know Jesus said he lays his life down, no one takes his life from him. So in the big picture, that Jesus dying was for God's justice to be, be fulfilled for all of us. But in the in the moment, in the in God used that mob justice, which was really you know, that the anger of man to call the holy and righteous one to be lynched. So, well, not to be lynched, to be crucified. But, so, I don't know. Maybe more details will come out. I don't, I'm, I don't think God would say call for, you know, the, the you know, the, the, the murder or call for the, my first, when I first thought I was upset with this, this father and son, and I was like, they deserve life in prison. Then I was like, I, I was, I didn't, that was my first thought. I was angry. And then I thought about it some more. I'm like, well, maybe it, it can't be life in prison, maybe because it wasn't premeditated because they called 911. They thought they were doing the right thing. They were sincerely thought they were doing the right thing, but they were totally wrong. 
and this man I believe was totally innocent. So then I'm like, well, maybe it was second degree. And so I don't know, but um, I'm not the, God is the ultimate judge and we pray that justice will come, but I pray this will be exposed and, and um, the truth will come out of it and God will be glorified. Let me wrap it up. Pray with me here. Pray with me. Let's, 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 let's seek let's the Lord it. right now. In Jesus name. His name. In Jesus name. Father, we love you, Lord. Let this, uh, let this tragedy bring you glory. Let, let, and we do ask for your justice. We ask for the truth to be exposed about this situation. And Lord, for everyone listening in, and even those who aren't listening, Lord, across America, we pray, Father, that you would bring conviction to our hearts, that, that we, when, we're, when we are quick to judge and quick to speak before we have wisdom and we're quick to anger, we ask for your conviction, Holy Spirit. And we ask, Father, that you would convict us and so we could, be, could obey and conform to your character, that we would be slow to judge, slow to speak, and slow to anger. Lord, let your will be done in this situation. We pray that you, you would um, not allow any riots or looting to happen in, in Georgia or Florida because of this. But we pray that there would be a call for repentance of all peoples, of black and white and Hispanic and Asian and, and of every nation. Let there be a call. Let us call out. Now is the day, today is the day of salvation, Lord. And now is the time to give our life to Christ if you haven't. And those who believe in you, Lord, now is the time to seek the Lord. Father, we ask that you would stir up th this urgency in our heart, not, not a panic but a sense of high stakes for the souls of humanity, Lord. We love you, Father. Fill us to overflowing with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. And Lord, we pray for anyone out there that needs healing. Lord, um, we pray for my cousin uh, uh, that uh, she was diagnosed uh, with cancer again, Lord. We, we, we come against cancer, Lord. It's not from you, Lord. Yes. We, we pray for healing, complete healing in Jesus' name. And for anyone yes. that has cancer in their bodies, Lord, let it disappear. Let it dissipate in Jesus' name. Yes. We yes. pray for yes. for anyone that's uh, uh, hurting or uh, going through the coronavirus that are in a severe uh, state, Lord. We pray for healing in Jesus' name. This virus, Lord, um, I pray, Lord, that that virus will be cut. Lord, in Jesus' name, Com yes. uh, complete healing, Lord. And we also pray for eyes. I'm hearing uh, eyes. Yes. Anyone that has any eyesight or even if they're blind, in Jesus' name, we pray for vision to yes. clear up, Lord. Yes. Um, and, Lord, and we pray for any back pain, any, any back pain, anyone mm -hmm. that's uh, dealing with back pain, any discs, any nerves, in Jesus' name, there'll be correction. And, Lord, we, we and pray. I feel, go I ahead, just, go ahead. I have... I just pray against the spirit of depression yes. and the spirit of suicide, that there's people out there that are having suicidal thoughts that have never had them before. And there's people that are really under the spirit of heaviness. You just command that heaviness to get off of people, rebuke the spirit of heaviness. And Lord, we ask that you would release the joy of the Lord, open people's eyes to your goodness and your presence that are filling this and set them free in Jesus' name. And yes, and also, Lord, we we pray for people that you know during this time they they were thinking about launching something, a ministry or a business or a new venture. Mm. Lord, we pray that they will execute it because this is the month of transition. This is the month where 
A lot of people mm. are going to make decisions of what they're going to do in their next phase of their life, in their next chapter. In Jesus' name, we pray for freedom. We pray for peace. And we pray that they will not be nervous or have any fear. Give them courage, yeah. Lord. Give them courage in Jesus' name. Amen. Jesus name. Wow. That's, Amen. you know, and, and to be honest, you know, there's a lot of people talking about, you know, changing jobs, careers, or just launching that thing they've been procrastinating about for the past couple of months or maybe years and this is the moment you know when you're when you're in your house quarantine you think about a lot of things and also it, it's a good time to do some prayer time right yeah <laughs> you know? yeah yes. <laughs> closet or also men relationships i've heard you know a lot of couples a lot of family members many relationships and never spend more than an hour together because because of that, because of their busy lives, and this has been a very good moment. It's a an awakening moment, and I know that you and I have been kind of talking about it. What is this season all about? We don't know yet for sure. We have ideas, but I have a lot of confidence in the Lord. That's all I can say. Amen. And just to jump piggyback of that off of what you just said, Santiago. You know, the Insta Bible verse for today, as you read in the beginning there, in, in Colossians 4, 5, there's a statement in there, that verse that says, make the most of every opportunity, right? Yep. And so this coronavirus, we can look at it, I, I, that's, I, I really believe with wisdom with God is to look at it in terms of an opportunity. Yes, it was a disruption to our natural routines. But guess what? Every obstacle, and it, there's an obstacle, and there's a threat to it, yes, and there's different things going on. But in the Spirit and with God, everything, even setbacks, are actually opportunities in disguise. So this, where you, if you're still on lockdown, and you can't go to restaurants, and you can't go to your church like normal, this is an opportunity. And just as what Santiago said, seek God right now. A lot of you already are. With, 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 as long as this lasts, where, how does God want you to transition right now? I, I believe this is a transition. All of us have, uh, maybe some of us have, have huge transitions and others have small ones. But I believe, I believe we're all called to transition because everything, this is transitioning our society. Could be gradual so, transition. And, yeah, yeah, it's true. <laughs> it may take longer than usual, but we really want to encourage you and and you know just you know hopefully to to take that next step maybe it might take a, a few months more for you to, to just to plan anyways going toward the uh, end of our show eric olson tells a little bit about jmt uh uh td.biz and and the best way to reach you oh glory thank you santiago well i'm just so thankful for the lord and i you know as santiago was speaking there about transitioning and and make obviously I I mean honest, being honest, I mean I was feeling that in my own heart, that, and that's what I've been seeking the Lord with. But I, you know, have children and wife and other responsibilities, and so I've been slowly transitioning into the relaunch of JMT.biz. I've been portraying Jesus dramatically since 2007, and so wow, 13 years now. And how much uh, of the I, Bible I, have you memorized so far? Wow. You know, I could, let's see, I would say close to a thousand verses. Amen. And I would, I would say probably uh, maybe about 10 total chapters. 
That um, maybe more than that. maybe more than that. You're you're probably above average, aren't you? <laughs> well, I guess in terms of memorization I, and, and memorizing scripture, I would say I'm not trying to. I would say yeah, I'm above average. And one thing the Lord called me to do that, and also my training and my background as an actor and memorizing Shakespeare and other plays, you know. I uh, I was trained to memorize, and so I'm I'm above average in memorization for a number of reasons. Reasons, and I, I actually I have a goal. I, I, it's a discipline. It really is a discipline. But I look at it as a privilege. It's not that I have to, but it's I get to. You know, it's I look at it as it's enjoyable. I get revelation as I memorize and meditate on the word, and so obviously also I have the calling to portray Jesus. So it, it goes. It coincides with my calling. Um, but I encourage everyone, you know, get the word in your heart and, you know, memorize um, a chapter. Even their smaller books, try memorizing the book of Colossians. It's, it's only four chapters. I mean, it, start. it would be, it's a good start. And, and maybe even there's other places. Uh, it's one of the smaller Psalm 100 is like four or five verses. So, yeah, meditate on the word. I listen to the word. But, um uh, yeah, by the grace of God, I guess I'm not trying to compare myself to anybody else. There's people that have memorized a lot more than me. I know that, but um, it's not a competition. Um, so I, I just I'm thankful by the grace of God. I am who I am, and I am what I am, and um, and He's given me a great calling, and I'm I want to fulfill it to the uttermost for God's glory and the advancement of His eternal kingdom. And God's blessed you with good memory skills. Yes. But it might be supernatural. I don't know if it's natural. I think it's a combination. I think I think there isn't a supernatural aspect for sure. It, you know, not only aspect, it might be primarily supernatural. But I think, you know, our choices have consequences. So if I neglected the supernatural gift, then the gift could dry up. And God doesn't remove the gift, but it would be not, not be extra. It wouldn't be utilized. So when I put my natural talents and discipline and time and devotion into meditating with the Lord and, and, and speaking the word, then the supernatural gift is, you know, utilized. Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. And, you know, Amen. God uses talent. Of course, there's people out there that have a talent of portraying, of memorizing, of technology or uh, being in the law. It's just, you know, God has not made every person the same. You know, I mean, you got to realize that everyone has their specific talent. If we're all the same, we're all robots. It would not be interested. That I can tell you. And so, yeah, and that's the Bible, you know, in 1 Corinthians 12 and I think other places as well. It gives the uh, the metaphor, if you will, of a body. Like God created our own body and our body has many parts, but it's all connected to one body. And that's the same with believers, like you know, the hand can't say to the eyes, I don't need you, right? We all, we need each other. And so the key is the body has to work together to, to, to function properly and to do what it's called to do. And so like Santiago, you and I have different giftings, but we're collaborating because we're part of the same body of Christ. We have the same Holy Spirit. We have different giftings, different talents, but we're working together for God's glory and we're collaborating in the spirit of faith and love. And it's for his glory. And then, you know, as you, if you grow, you you have other people that you can bring on board that have other talents, and and when you do it in a spirit of true collaboration, teamwork, and fellowship, not trying to compete against each other because that can you know bring in divisiveness and the wrong attitude. 
we're supposed to do everything in brotherly love. So then that, that is really the witness of the kingdom of God at work here on earth when, when we're operating as very different, distinct individuals, but at the same time we're connected on a unified, we have a unified faith and, and one Lord and one faith and, and one God and Father, then we can, um, it can be a very fruitful and beautiful and powerful, you know, thing that happens. In Jesus' name, and I and I don't think we got uh, to your contact information. Oh yeah, I, I, I got. I got so JMTD, if you didn't know, stands for Jesus Makes a Difference. That's my ministry. My wife and I, our ministry was the theme of our wedding. We're growing it little by little, slowly but surely. Hopefully soon here. I'm collaborating with Santiago. I, I, I feel free to share that and. And I got I have information to get him, and so we're going to be updating the website big time in these coming weeks and months, and doing a big, big launch, relaunch, and maybe some soft launches up there. And so jmtd.biz is our website, and it's also we have a Facebook page, uh, Facebook uh, forward slash jmtd.biz. And the best way to contact me if you want to reach out to me with a question, a suggestion, or you'd like me to minister at your church, I, I travel places. It's, um, I've been all over. Um, he has the van ready. Email right now. <laughs> Say what? Say what? Eric has the van ready to travel. Oh, has the van ready. <laughs> Amen, brother. So, yeah, just E-R-I-C. Eric, just like in America, right? E-R-I-C um, at jmtd.biz. So just eric at jmtd.biz. Shoot me an email, and that's a great way to contact me right now. In, in the future, there will be more ways, but... And we have an Instagram uh, handle, too, and a, uh, sharp, uh, a Twitter handle. When, I mean, not really posting on Twitter very much. But anyway, but that's jmtd.biz. That's, that's where you can find me. I, my email's on, on that page on the website as well. So shoot me an email, please. And we, we create apparel and all sorts of stuff. And, and if you live in the Twitterverse, you can reach him as well at jmtdbiz. No period. So... No period, yeah. <laughs> That's right. Eric Olson, also another question. Should the NBA come back or should just cancel it altogether? Wow. You know, you know, there's different opinions. My opinion is for for this year, I mean, it's a bummer, but I, I don't logistically and pragmatically, I don't see how you can really have them come back right now and finish the season. I mean – you know, we're in almost, you know, we're approaching mid-May. And, I mean, unless they did some type of really reduced, um, they, I guess they'd have to launch right into the playoffs and maybe, I don't know. Yeah, they, probably, do, yeah which they, they want to dive right into it and play in one location, but um, we'll see what happens. It's not a sports show, guys. So. <laughs> yeah, it's not, a sport, it's, not, it's not a sports show, but my opinion is I think they'll have to just, Sadly, cancel it for this year, and then hope get prepared and healthy for the the next season. And, you know, to be able to start in the fall. That's my opinion. Yeah, which is very good for a, a player like Zion Williamson. He needs to heal up that knee. Let's end with prayer, with praise, Jesus' name. We Lord, we, we thank you, Lord, for today. We bless the people that are watching or listening, Lord. We pray for a magnificent weekend, and we pray, Lord, for a safe reopening of America these next couple of weeks or days, depending where you're at. In Jesus' name. And remember, the best is yet to come. Eric Olson, always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Jesus makes the difference. Amen. Amen.